Well, good morning, everybody. Merry Christmas season. We are glad to be with you for another fantastic edition of Real Talk. Uh, Jackie's just going to throw the grenade right in the middle of the floor right there. A polarizing question. Do you enjoy the song Christmas Shoes? And if you do, why are you wrong about it? Uh, <laughs> uh, Shots fired so Shots early, fired. Tim. It, you it's, know, it's it's already it's afternoon in the Eastern Time Zone. an endearing song. <laughs> It maybe was when it first got written. Uh, not so much anymore. It's been been done to death a little bit. So anyway, uh, we are glad to be with you on this happy Christmas season uh, for another fantastic edition of Real Talk. That was uh, Mela Kaliki Maka, which is a very hard song to find if you don't know how to spell it, which I did not. Uh, so I had to make it up and I, I did find it. And Judy may be a little jaded. Uh, there's that. So Of course, uh, we know you can't spell anyway. Really? On Christmas, Les? <laughs> He's getting I mean, he represents here. the entire division, and he misses out on the first round. No, second round. I made it to the second <laughs> round, and then I choked. Uh, very, very different. Um, another story for another time. Uh, so if this is your uh, first Real Talk, welcome. If you have been here for Real Talk before, welcome back. Uh, these are a little bit fun. They're a little bit serious sometimes. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but are always... Uh, challenge and our goal is to help you to learn and grow and develop, not just as a coach, but as a person. Uh, so we get very real. We get very honest during these hours together. Uh, now we are recording this. So you are going to be able to find past episodes uh, there in the Real Talk library. That is in the email that you use to sign in today. So if you are here, I know you have that email because you're here and you can find the Real Talk replay link there and find past episodes. Uh, so make sure you're checking those out as well. Uh, so uh, one of the things that's important to know at the beginning, for those of you that are not as familiar with the Zoom webinar setting, uh, a lot of you are in the chat box already. We love it. Make sure in your chat box, you go to that little two drop down menu and select everyone. Uh, I'm still seeing a number of people that are listed to hosts and panelists, which is cool. Uh, but that means that the only people that can see it are me, Lisa, uh, Jackie, and Les here. And so when you're sharing stories, when you're sharing uh, things about you, no, if you're listed, just hosting panelists, no one else is seeing it. Uh, so we want you to be able to jump in and participate that way and connect with everyone. Uh, also, something we added this past year, another exciting thing about Real Talk, uh, that chat box, especially the things that are to everyone, if it's more private, it won't show up, but the things listed to everyone do get saved. And we do actually post that saved chat along with the video in the replay library. So you can go back a lot of times, quotes will get dropped in there, books, resources, uh, those kind of things do get dropped in the chat box. And so as long as it's marked to everyone, you will be able to go back and find that again in the Real Talk replays as well. So make sure you're keeping an eye on that. Uh, so I think that just about covers uh, the housekeeping stuff that we need to deal with today. So let's dive right in. Uh, it, it is a wonderful time of year, the, mo the most wonderful time, according to at least one song. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of the Christmas time. Uh, and so maybe you have some favorite Christmas traditions. In fact, I would love to hear from you. What are some of your favorite Christmas or holiday traditions? Go ahead and drop those there uh, in the chat box. Those favorite things, maybe there is an activity. Uh, maybe you were like my family and every year without fail, regardless of how many times you've seen it, we watch Christmas Vacation on Christmas Eve every year, and somehow we still laugh at it every single time. Uh, hallelujah. Holy stuff. Where's the Tylenol? Because uh, we've all been through there in that wonderful time of, uh, of, of Christmas and the holiday season and uh, whatever your holiday traditions may look like this time of year. Maybe you don't celebrate Christmas. That's all right. Maybe there's other traditions that you have this time of year because uh, things are a little different this time of year for a lot of people. So uh, let us know there in the chat box. And one of those favorites for me as well is presents. So we're going to actually be talking about presents today, except not presents that you can wrap or place under a tree uh, to make full use of onomatopoeia. We're talking about the other one. The, or not onomatopoeia, uh, homonyms. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, it's my second language fail for the day. <laughs> Les is like, I'm ashamed. Les, you didn't know what either of those words so were. So uh, there we go. Um, but yeah, so we're talking about presence and what does it mean to really be present in a situation? To be present with yourself, to be present with your family. In fact, we're not actually going to talk about being present with your clients today. That's something we talk about a lot throughout the training, through a number of these videos. We talk about being present, truly present with your clients a lot. But that's one of those things where you can't really be present with your clients until you're able to be present with yourself. 
And, and so a lot of you know that my family's gone through some rough times this year. If you've been around for a little while, you've heard uh, parts of that story. And so I've, I've been in a spot this year I've had to live in the moment because living in the past has been too painful and living in the future seems useless. And so a lot of times when we, we have a hard time focusing on the goals for the future, or we don't want to live in the pain of the past, we have no choice left but to stick within what's happening right now in the moment. And my moments this year have been tough. Uh, and so I've, I've been through uh, the loss of a child this year. Uh, we, we just a week, just a week and a half ago now, moved my grandmother into memory care, uh, signed the papers for hospice of the week after that, which was just this past Monday. Uh, so far, knock on wood, it's still early, but this is the first time in over a week that I haven't had multiple uh, healthcare providers calling in relation to stuff from my grandmother. And so we're, we in our house right now are very much stuck in this moment of living in the moment and walking through and learning that process. But I'd love to hear from uh, Jackie and Lisa and Les today. How, how do you stay in the moment? Because we're, we're all sometimes goal-oriented around here, and it's really easy to chase after a goal or something we want to accomplish in the future, or it's really easy to dwell on the past and, and to focus on nostalgia, and that's easier for some of us than others that maybe have more to be nostalgic about, less. Uh, and, but I am curious, like, how do you stay in the moment right now, regardless? And also, coaches here in uh, the, the chat box, let us know, how do you stay in the moment, not with your clients, right? We're not talking about, put coaching aside for a moment. In your life, how do you stay in the moment, in the right now? Hey, Tim, I'll start off. Um, Go ahead, Lisa. Yeah, um, y'all, when we were talking about putting this um, particular real talk together, um, I, I kind of spearheaded this particular subject. Um, and for a lot of the reasons that Tim has just explained in his own personal life. Um, but what I've noticed over this season, number one, we're all, everyone is going through something hard. And if you will not stop and acknowledge that, you're really doing a disservice to yourself. It doesn't matter what it is. We, you know, the, the thing that we want to avoid is comparing our hard to someone else's, ever comparing that. Um, seasons of our lives, they ebb and they flow. They, they change so quickly, right? With just one phone call, with uh, from one moment to the next. And to stay present um, for me, over this, especially really the last 18 months, um, to be able to focus on the moment that I'm in. Um, it's really difficult, very, very hard. You you alluded to that, Tim, especially when you're go-getters and goal setters and, you know, ambitious. Um, you have things that you want to accomplish. Sometimes being present in the moment, we, we think to ourselves, well, I'm, I, I'm being complacent. I'm stopping. Um, um, you know, again, especially for those of you on this call that are those go-getters and ambitious individuals, but how many times we've hurried past the season instead of being present. And then on December 26th, asking ourselves, well, what did I miss? And, you know, we have that 20, December 26th let down. Y'all ever feel that where it's like, wow. You know, what, what just happened? What did I miss? What, uh, is there a regret? Um, is there, you know, because I'm too busy with the Martha Mary thing and being too busy. Lisa, expand on that for those that may not be as familiar you know, with that story. Martha and Mary. So we have two sisters, uh, story goes in the Bible, that um, Jesus has come for a visit. Um, Christ our Lord sitting in the living room. Can you all imagine? For those of us who are believers, can you imagine? Wow. Yeah. I need to vacuum. That's what was going on in, in that story, right? Mary and Martha, uh, we have one sister in the kitchen fussing and trying to prepare the meal and she complains to Jesus, right? And what Jesus says is no, she's chosen the right thing. 
to be present with me in this moment and to not hustle and bustle or worry about whether or not the salsa and the chips and the dip are out, right? And uh, to not worry about, you know, what's on the television or the baking, the cookies or the Christmas traditions. We asked about those traditions because we want those things to complement our presence, not be our presence. You know, when I saw one of you said, I love making cookies with my grandkids. You know, so it's not about the result of the cookies. I'm, I'm, I'm watching or in my, my head, I'm envisioning a grandma giggling and laughing and at the, the crazy colors that are being mixed together and the sprinkles all over the floor. You know, who cares? We'll get that later, right? But instead, this grandma being just totally and fully present. And um, for those of you who have littles or have little grandchildren, it, it, anxiety and stress comes in when we're not present with them in the moment. Y'all ever felt that? So, Tim, that's what I'm sensing is that, you know, we, mm-hmm. we, we can get hyper-focused on the messiness of life and the other stuff or trying to make something perfect a perfect memory, a perfect um, situation, a, a, a perfect um, a atmosphere. And instead, all Christ really wants us to do, not only with him, but with our, the people around us and for ourselves, is to just be still in this moment and just enjoy where we are right now. I can't think of any. I'm not multitasking, y'all. You can't be fully present and multitask at the same thing, at the same time. You just can't do it. It's impossible. And so, you know, I'm learning the lesson as you asked, how do you, that was how you asked that question. How do you, um, I think I'm really learning this day by day right now, more and more. And, um, and I'm enjoying that. That's the other part of this is that I've, I've, even though there's been some hard stuff, in our lives, I'm enjoying it so much more because I, to experience true sadness for me, I have to know what joy is and vice versa. I'm not going to know what true joy is if I've not been sad, the contrast of that. Yeah. So that, that's what I'm challenged by today is just to, to acknowledge how I feel, where I am, where my headspace is, and even physically how I feel, to be very transparent, I just don't feel good today. And um, just the idea of right now in this moment, I'm not even thinking about that. It's, that's not where my focus is. My focus is on being present in the moment that I am. It's a good feeling, if you want to know the truth. Thanks for sharing, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that vulnerability, by the way. Les, Jackie, how do you stay present? Uh, I am not good at this. I'm not good at this. I'm um, constantly, I find myself thinking of what's next. What what else could, should I be doing right now? Um, the to-do list for everybody is endless, right? And so... I'm always finding myself, well, in this moment, maybe what could I be doing at the same time? How could I be doing two things at once and kind of take some things off the to-do list or whatever whatever it might be, um, or planning for the future or uh, talking about future goals and not, not necessarily just sitting with the person in front of me. And so that's something that, that man, I'm working on it. I'm working on it and it's certainly not easy, Um, but that's, it's one of the biggest things in my life that, okay, I see this as, as a need for improvement and how, how much my life could look different and more fulfilled just by uh, this sense of slowing down to speed up sort of thing, because Mm -hmm. what I really, really want is that, that quality. That's what all these goals are for, right? Is this quality life this life that 
means something that has helped people that has made an impact. But if I miss the moments, it's, it doesn't add up to that quality life that I set out to have. So it's a balance that I'm, I'm still working on. I'm still working on trying to be in the moment and not also what, what do you want our lives to look like in five years? Right. Um, sometimes I find myself doing that with my husband. We sit down, we have, it's just us. The kids are maybe asleep or something. And it's like, now we have time to think and plan for the future and not what has my husband doing right now? How are we doing right now? So I'm working on that. Jackie, can I ask you a tough question? Sure. How many moments have you experienced while trying to capture them through a camera, through a phone? How many moments have you actually remembered versus how many do you struggle to remember because you were trying to capture them? Too many. Too many. And that's something too that I've caught myself and um, had to tell myself, like literally it has to be a conscious thought in my head. I'd rather see this through my eyes than through my phone. Hmm. Right. Because we don't want to miss anything. Like for right now, my kids are so cute. They say the funniest, dumbest things. And um, I don't want to miss any of it. Right. And so I, I always like, I feel like I need to have my phone in my hands. I can capture these moments and um, take short videos and write down the funny things that they say. And, um, but then I find myself, I'm looking at this rectangle and not at my child. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It really is. I, I was at a music festival this year and I just watched so many people with their phones out and I wanted nothing more than to just go knock some phones out of some hands and be like, <laughs> it was a festival. That, there were bands that had gotten together for their first show in 18 years to probably never play again. Like, I, I understand why you're wanting to film this At the same time. Like there's a professional camera crew 20 feet behind us with cameras on like the, the big sporting zip lines for cameras and stuff. I'm like, put your rectangle in your pocket and just enjoy that you're here. You're going to try to watch this later and forget that you were part of it. Uh, I'm like, it's just, it's wild to me. And I know that there's some generational element to this, but the, the same thing can happen. I, when we were cleaning up my grandmother's apartment to move her into memory care last week, I found a bunch of pictures of my sister and I as babies, pictures that I didn't even know existed still. Uh, it was a treasure trove of, of memories that we found. But even in that moment, and that was well before cell phones and cameras on them, it was really, really interesting just to see how many pictures existed of us. And I wonder how many of those moments were truly captured versus how many we only remember because there's a picture. And so there's an element of being present and, and not trying to capture a moment. It's when we try to capture moments a lot of times that they slip through our fingers. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just so many pictures now too, right? Yeah. And so many pictures. If when my kids someday go back and try to look at pictures, I mean, how do they even, how do you, how do you start? Yeah. Right? How do you take it in? It's not a photo album. It's various iClouds. <laughs> well, but here was the other thing that was weird. So I was looking through a photo album of some few, and I recognized very, very few people in it. And at this point, most of the people in that photo album are gone. And nobody can tell me who any of those people were. And on one level, it's cool for me to be able to look and to make some guesses as to what was happening and what was being experienced at those tables. And that can be fun. But how many people that were there when that moment happened missed out on that moment trying to capture it? I wonder how many of the people who were taking those pictures could have told you what the conversation was at that table that they took a picture of, or they may have been completely out of it. And they're the ones who needed that memory. That picture doesn't do anything for me other than give me an interesting opportunity to guess. But the person who needed the memory may not have got to fully participate. Oh, everyone, I'm not saying don't take pictures. Especially those of you with little kids home, take all the pictures you can, but don't spend all of our time trying to capture moments so far that we miss them. It's a hard balance. It truly is. Les, you've been unusually quiet. What are your thoughts on how do you stay present? Well, I'm kind of a quiet guy. So 
you have to you have to kind of force me to to to, to share. Okay, so um, I'll come out of my shell, Tim. So uh, you know, th th this is a little out of context, but I always go back to the lesson learned. Why is why is that funny, Janice? I don't get that. Okay, so all right. <laughs> um, so, you know, Moses was called to do something pretty magnificent. Um, and if we all think about what he was called to do, pretty scary, right? Uh, and yet, God prepared him for that moment. And I always found it interesting. He didn't say, you got all these grand ER things, and you've got to make all these special plans, and you're going to have to set all these goals in front of you, and, and you're going to have to create this, that, and whatever. And he just said, what's that in your hand? It's interesting, right? Moses already had what he needed. And God had to point it out, paraphrasing, right? What's that in your hand, Moses? Let's use that. And, and I think about that's how simple God can be sometimes. We as, as humans, we can overcomplicate life and we can overcomplicate things the way we over strategize and sometimes just overthink. And the reality is God might be saying, what's right in front of you today? What do you already have in your grasp? Why do you have to go after this, that, whatever to make your season grand and, and, and wonderful? And, and so I go back, I, I've shared this in the past, but I go back when uh, uh, our son was uh, uh, diagnosed and we were told of uh, cancer, uh, leukemia, uh, it was December 19th. And uh, so it was just six days before Christmas. And of course, you, you, you're you thinking, seriously? <laughs> now, now we don't even know if our child's going to live from one day to the next. And the reality is we got Christmas six days ahead. Um, and here we are in the hotel room. I mean, hotel room. I, I still call it a hotel room because we spent so much time there. But here we are at the hospital. And you know, my wife had to stay there. One of us had to stay there and she chose to stay there over the Christmas season because um, that's what she wanted to do with him. And so I have two other kids and the two of them came with me and, and we brought presents to the hospital and we tried to do the, the best we could. My son just wasn't physical enough to even celebrate. We tried to do the best we could to include him. Um, he really wasn't there, but we ended up going out into the lobby uh, of the hallway of the uh, hospital, and we had a family Christmas. We just sat down in a little, you know, circle on the floor, right in the hallway, and we had a Christmas, a family Christmas. Because guess what? That's what we had in front of us. That's what we had to work with. And so we couldn't create this grand ER like we normally have, and all these plans that we could make. That's what we had. So, so I'm, I, I have the same thing this year. We, my wife and I are enjoying empty nest. And we have my daughter, her husband, and two children, our two grandchildren, uh, staying with us now because they're building a home. It was supposed to be done by now, um, but it isn't. And so they're with us. And I could complain about all of the inconveniences of having all of a sudden six people when you're used to two and no room in the fridge and no room in the freezer and the mess. And, you know, especially when you have a seven and four year old. Uh, the house is not clean like it used to be, like my wife and I were used to having it. And I could complain about all that, but guess what the moment is? The moment is we have these two precious little grandsons every day, especially this Christmas season, to celebrate and to see them and the excitement. And every day they're excited about this or that and whatever. We don't normally get to see that because they obviously don't live with us. But that's what's in my hand right now. That's what's in my life right now. It's what's in front of me right now. And I've got to accept that, not only accept it, but I've got to appreciate it and celebrate that. And it just gives me a different feeling. It, it, it gives my spirit more, you know, jolt every day to take it for what it is and accept it and celebrate it. Um, and it's a fabulous Christmas season. It could be one that could, uh, it could be filled of complaining, and discontent, instead, I am just really enjoying it because that's what's in front of me. And so I think we do have to try to remind ourselves, what do we have? Not what don't we have? What do we wish we had, right? It's like, what do we have and how can I celebrate that? 
that's what this season's all about, really, when you think about it. Les, I, I want to have you drill in a little bit deeper on that. You, you've touched on it, and I wanted to really like drive it home. How do you seek that out? How do you shift that perspective? How do you look at what you really have when in the moment what you seemingly have isn't something you want, right? When you're holding the pieces of a shattered heart, that broken ornament, the the destroyed expectation, the goal that didn't come true this year, the thing that you wanted that didn't happen, the job you didn't get, the success you didn't have, the family that didn't get to celebrate this Christmas with you. As these things stack up, how do you look even in the harshest of moments and find a way to pull that out and stay present even when you want to disappear? Well, that's a great question, Tim. And uh, for me personally, through the years, um, I've just held on to a verse that really directs me regarding what you just asked me in spite of my own feelings and maybe being discontented and maybe not having what I want or having what I didn't want and all those kinds of things, which we all experience that, especially during this time of year, it seems to be harder when things don't go our way. But that scripture verse just resonates in my soul and I can't get it out. And that's a good thing, but I can't get it out where God tells us that godliness with contentment is great gain. Wow. God's saying, you may not have what you want. You may have something you didn't want. It may not be going according to plan. <laughs> but the reality is, he says, godliness with contentment is great gain. And those are his words. So if I really want to have gain, if I really want to have his favor and really enjoy life, that's what's in front of me. Number one, I got to have godliness, which means I got to focus on him. I can't focus on what I'm complaining about or what's not going my way. I've got to focus on him, godliness with contentment. I've got to be happy with what I have, what I don't have, not because I necessarily in my own human measure can do that, but with godliness, you can be content in all things. And uh, so we know that he can turn all things for good for those who love him and called according to his purpose. But the reality is it's not always to live that out immediately. So reminding us of what God says in these situations, where's the great gain? Godliness with contentment. He says, his words, there's great gain. So do I want to gain what I want? Do I want to gain my own aspirations, my own goals? Or do I want God's gain for me? And so that always is a reminder to me, Tim, and in spite of myself, I've got to go back to what scripture shares and encourages me with. And I, I think that's really interesting, especially because we, we sometimes get caught up on that definition of good, right? We hear that, that verse Romans 8, 28, God works all things together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. And oftentimes our definition of good isn't, mm -hmm. it isn't. Our definition of what his definition is for good don't line up. And so I've mentioned this before in conversations we've had. I think I might have mentioned on a real talk at one point uh, in the past. But when my dad got sick almost five years ago, um, we prayed very, very seriously for him to be healed. And a week later, he was gone. And that was very, very difficult to sit in that moment and, and think where is the good in this and having to reshape our perspective that we got exactly what we wanted in a better way than we knew we could ask for because he would never be sick again there would be no pain there would be none of that again we didn't know what we were really asking for and that has been absolutely brutal at times because it's like well what about my good is this a good for me but also like that that's a selfish thing but what was good and how do i be present in the moment how do i look for the best not the mediocre but the best how do i seek that out how do i in my moments of being present within my situation within being present within the moments of pain how do i continue to seek that out and so I love that we're kind of thinking through this and walking through this process because um, coaches, you, you've heard some real pain so far 
on this call today. We're all dealing with some stuff. I'm sure all of you are dealing with some stuff. And this is one of those things we have to do to be present. Now, I am curious, as we, we talked about, so we're, we're leaving our clients to decide for the moment, but Lisa, Les, Jackie, how are you going to be present with your families this Christmas? And this could be the, the immediate family. This could be the more extended family. Maybe your Christmas looks a little bit more like Home Alone with some paint cans in the face and some shattered ornaments and maybe a nail to the foot. Maybe it looks more like a Christmas vacation where you're standing at the threshold of hell. Maybe this is going to be a little bit more like a Christmas story for you. I don't know. What, what is your particular, uh, I mean, pick your, your Christmas movie here. There's plenty to choose from. Uh, but what are you going to do to be present with your families and for your families this Christmas? Maybe we'll choose to get into some shenanigans and create memories that way. I don't know, some paint cans like on a board to the face. <laughs> Seems okay. Right? Um, we are traveling for the holidays. We're going, we're going back to Florida to see some of our old friends, to see our family. And so I have no idea what it's gonna look like. It's gonna be new. Um, one of our one of our longstanding traditions that since we've been to Florida was to go to the beach on Christmas. It's not warm for Floridians anyway on Christmas day at the beach, but it's something you can do. And so that has been our tradition and we might pick that back up. And I think for me to be present in that moment is to first of all, take one picture, then put my phone down. Right. But also there's so much with, with little kids at the beach, there's so much don't do this uh clean that up don't eat sand um just so many things and i might just let it all happen as long as everybody's staying healthy and we've got change of clothes i don't know but be prepared to just have fun be messy let the kids be kids be kids with the kids um and not on the drive have control that's a long time in the car how Tim, do you stay is, present? I don't know if we can talk about the drive on this call. How do you be present on a 10-hour drive? Why not? That's real. 10-hour drive with two me. little kids? Sure. What are you going to yeah. do about it? What are you going to do to stay present? Man, okay. Hmm. Something interactive with the kids, right? Because this... Lots of, how many movies can we watch on this 10-hour drive, right? So that we forget about having to go to the bathroom every six minutes because that's not real. They just want to get out of the car. Mm. So something, maybe we make up stories together or um, we can color and give each other presents. I don't know. Um, something more interactive. I'll have to think on that. Just share a fun one that it made me think of this. As you mentioned that we used to play this game when I was a kid with the family, sometimes at dinner, sometimes on a car ride, uh, especially because this was back in the days where we didn't have the ability to really transport. Like if you had the really cool van, like that was the van you always wanted to ride in, like the soccer games, like someone had the van with like the 10 inch TV and the Nintendo in it. Uh, we didn't the have one that. friend. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we rode around a, in a family Nissan Sentra, uh, which if you're not familiar is a very small little four door sedan. Uh, with not a lot of frills. It had AM and FM radio, so that was exciting, um, but not, not a lot beyond that. And so we would play this game where somebody would be given five items, not like actually hint, like we'd list off five items, and then they had to come up with a story, including all five of those items in the story. It was almost like our own little family improv game. And it was wonderfully fun, and I don't remember most of the stories, but I remember lots of great memories of just sitting around telling these stories and just getting to hear each other's imagination, hear where we went with stuff. You could learn a lot about yeah. each other's personality based on what kind of items they would always give, uh, what kind with of stories they would That could turn really interesting really fast. Right? This could be better than any movie you're ever going to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So many good ideas, but that is a long drive. We're going to have to think of something. Lots of some things probably. I yes. see some lots of recommendations coming in the chat box. Um, yeah, Eric, three-year-olds, they, they're top-notch right there. 
they've got the best personalities. Um, yeah. JP, my kids are three and five. So too young to read. Um, we play a lot of I Spy. That's a good card game too, until it gets dark. So yeah, all right. Thanks for these recommendations, guys. But yeah, that's that's how I plan to stay present if that plan even goes through. But I think focusing, being very conscious about focusing on the people and letting go of of control. There's no reason I need to control all things. Um, and because it doesn't go, it doesn't go how we want it to or how we think it's going to go. And often if we get caught up in the fact that we're losing control, that's what makes it feel maybe like, like it can go well. When if we're still focusing on the people, the relationships, mm -hmm. just the presence, I think it can still be a great day, even if it doesn't look anything like we set it out to be. Yep. Lisa, Les, how are you going to stay present? This last weekend, we had um, three of our grandchildren the whole weekend. We have six, and um, the twins are going to be five in January, and then we had the, uh, one of the two-and-a-half-year-olds. And, a half year -olds. and um, um, Jackie, as you were talking about the trip and the travel, being in the car, um, we had gone, we had taken them to see Santa, and then afterward, we went through a, one of those drive-through light um, shows. And while it was really great with the three in the back seat, um, I, it was almost chaotic. Uh, there's this over here and this on that side, and this one's yelling, can look over here and look at, and you have to keep a particular pace, right, in the drive. And um, we got through, and Caroline, who is extremely insightful, one of the twins, she said, it was too fast. I couldn't see it all. And um, so as you were talking, that's what I was thinking of. I didn't like it either. I didn't enjoy it myself because I felt like we were just picking and choosing and pointing things out and we're just moving on and I'm turning, you know, to look behind me at something that we've missed or one of the grandchildren are saying, look at that, you know, um, it, and I, I thought, well, I'll never do that again. It was a waste of 20 bucks, right? The carload fee to go through. Um, but what we did after that is I pulled up um, some information in uh, my phone where there are houses that have beautiful Christmas lights. And we were able to pull up to the house and pull over just a bit and look. Um, there weren't lines. There weren't, you know, I didn't have to hurry through. And so we would pull up and we would enjoy the 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 different lights and the different fixtures and you know the Grinch and Cindy Lou Who or the Minion was one of my favorites you know things like that but we were able to just stop and enjoy and talk and the kids ooed and awed and we weren't thinking about anything else we weren't doing anything else um, we we were listening to I want a hippopotamus for Christmas which made them all laugh you know, belly laughs, you know, because hippopotamus is a hilarious word if you stop and think about it. And so for hours, it was really about probably about two hours. That first trip through actually made me a little bit anxious. But when we just stopped and soaked it all up and just laughed, Jackie, you mentioned a minute ago, just laughing at my kids. They're saying some pretty funny stuff right now. You know, um, do you remember a few weeks back? It's, it's been a couple of months though. Now, Jackie, um, we've had a really hard day here at work one day. We had lost a coach. One of our coaches had passed. Do you remember this? I'm getting choked up about it. But the thing I asked Jackie to do was text me through the weekend, the funny things her children did. And it, it just, to laugh at the word hippopotamus. Um, I, I, over the weekend, my husband had to stand in the, in the timeout spot several times because he likes to make my kids laugh or the grandkids laugh with potty words and they're not allowed to use them, right? So he would say the potty word himself. But the memories of that, that's all they've talked about with their parents since, mm -hmm. since they left. And the thing is, is that's all we've talked about too. And how much fun that has been. Um, that's being present, I think. And um, I do crave more of that. That the idea of 
getting in a line and seeing uh, 600,000 twinkling Christmas lights does not appeal to me whatsoever. I instead want to bask in the, in the beauty of the white lights on my own Christmas tree and sit and talk with my family, my husband, my children, maybe tell stories, reminiscent stories. Um, I think is what I think is a good idea. I have all adult or grown children. Maybe I just begin to tell the stories and go ahead and share those um, things that aren't captured in a photograph or may not have already been written down in a journal. I feel like that that's what I want to do. Story is so important, guys, because it is about where we've come from, but it is the legacy that we're leaving. It is who we are in the present. We'll get to the future. It, it, it can worry about itself tomorrow. The 26th will not be a letdown mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned this year. It's interesting that the 26th is called Boxing Day, right? It, it's almost like we want to go punch something after the letdown of uh, Christmas that next day. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Let's, how about you? How are you going to stay in the moment and stay present? Well, uh, I think it's good to try to include everybody and do something together, whether the whole family goes down to, uh, you know, um, a food pantry and stock shelves together or whether you go to a soup kitchen um, and actually serve you know uh, the community uh, if you do that together as a family that's something that's you can't replace something like that um, mm. for instance my wife is a, a beautician at a assisted living and so she arranged with my one of our daughter-in-laws who is very musically inclined and teaches music lessons and things. Um, they ended up coordinating an event. It was a Christmas presentation to the, uh, to the uh, facility. And these people averaged probably 85 to 95 years old. And they absolutely loved it. I mean, you got a little seven and four year old holding a mic singing silent night, dressed up in shepherd, Gown, right um and 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 the people just ate it up they just absolutely loved it my wife uh told the christmas story she memorized it and she also dressed up like uh, mary uh, but just told the story from scripture but she just memorized it and just loved it they even got me to sing oh holy night you know they they, they and, and but we were all in this together as a family and we were able to go to dinner afterwards and just share and laugh and just talk about what we were able to, you know, do and, and, and the reaction of the crowd, again, averaging like 90 years old. And it, it just blessed them. And so for us as a family to bring our gifts and talents, however much or little that might be, to just be able to do this for somebody else. So really it comes down to Tim, it, 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 it's not about me. Right? It's really not about me. And it's really not about our family. How can, as a family, how can we come together and bless somebody else? We say that as a company, Dave's famous line is, you know, we exist for those who are not in this building. And if we think about that as a family, what can we do as a family to bless others? Uh, and I think that brings unity in our family as we do this together. Um, for me personally, I like to put my tree together. I know exactly how it's got to go. And I'm very detailed about it. You know, I'm kind of uh, out there when it comes to sometimes detail. And guess what I have to do? I have to let that seven and four year old help me put that tree up and I got to be okay with whatever they do, right? It's not about me. But what kind of adventure will that be for that seven and four year old to help Papa with that Christmas tree? They don't normally live with me. That's what I'm saying. What's in my hand right here? What's in front of me right now, this year, this day, and this weekend, we're going to put a tree up together and I'm going to let them do their thing. And just, it's not going to be perfect. Like I normally like it, but you know what? It's going to be a memory for them. And that's what I have in front of me. So it's not about me. If I think about really making the best of this season, it's not about me. How can I bless somebody else? So I'm going to bless those two grandsons and let them be part of that adventure with Papa. Right. Mm. Yeah, and I can only imagine if you decorate Christmas trees the way you make nachos. Ain't nobody <laughs> got time for that. You have to start like the week after Labor Day and start taking it down like the twenty sixth to have it down in time. Um, Y'all, so we've heard some really great stuff, and I also want to talk to the group of people on here who you're going into this season, and it hurts. 
we, we shared a lot of what happens with the kids, with grandkids, with the opportunity to serve. What if you're in the group of people who there are no kids? What if you're in the group of people who the holidays are a painful point because you find yourself solo on the holidays? Maybe you've, you've lost a spouse. Maybe you are uh, someone who's, who's never been married. Maybe you've wanted to be. Maybe you haven't wanted to be. That It doesn't matter. But maybe the holidays for you aren't a time of joy and rejoicing. Maybe part of the reason you jumped on here today was you wanted to get connected with other people and, and hoped it was going to be a different conversation than what it is. Maybe, maybe that's where you are. Maybe you're sitting there wondering, do I even put up any decorations this year? Do I care enough? Do I have the energy? And, and so for all of, I'll, I'll say us, for all of us that are looking at this time as a time of like pain in the midst of so much joy, uh, sometimes around us, and sometimes it, it really is painful to watch the world spin when it feels like your world has stopped, to watch the Christmas lights go up when you feel like everything has been plunged into darkness. And so there's still a way to find yourself being present in these moments. And for us, one of the biggest things we've been asking in our house for a little while now is not why, but for what purpose. And when I can spend time presently in the moment thinking, for what purpose am I here? For what purpose do I exist? What purpose is my life meant to serve? And again, not, not just talking about the work that we do, but who am I here to have an impact on? Whose day is going to be different because I interacted with them? And maybe that's just a very brief moment, maybe in a world where people are fighting over masks or not, over vaccines or not, when people are fighting over the shelves that may or may not have enough stuff. I was at a grocery store yesterday that is limiting the purchase of bacon to two per customer. <sighs> not only has it gone up in price like 40 to 60%, they are limiting the pricing or the, the sale of bacon. How many people in that grocery store have been on the receiving end of some angry customers this week? And what would a kind word mean to somebody in a moment to think, what, what would it cost me to be kind to this one person? What would it cost me to be kind to the person who hands me my Starbucks drink in between the multiple shopping locations I'm going to go to, hoping that what I'm looking for is on the shelves? What would that mean for you? To, what, it, kindness costs us <laughs> nothing. And so as we're thinking about what does it mean to be in the moment, uh, that, that's a great presence that we can offer. And just to offer a true, honest human connection. For those of you that have jumped into the Mighty Networks, I threw a Carl Jung quote in there. Uh, he was a, an early uh, psychiatrist who said that, uh, he said, you should master all the techniques, learn all the information. But when you're connecting with another human soul, just be another human soul. So as we're looking in this season, what are some thoughts about how we can just be? Um, Valerie, actually, yeah, Valerie had something to say in the chat. Um, she said um, her, her mom had passed. She had put it in earlier um, mm. in the chat box. And she said, I realized that I can feel more than one feeling at a time. Mm. You know, and, and emotions are muddy like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I, I loved as a kid playing with mud and playing in the mud. Anybody else? Right. Um, I think it is perspective. Uh, my mom had a hard life, a really hard life. And uh, she was of the generation that didn't talk about it a whole lot. But um, when she uh, near the end of her life, um, when before she passed, she did tell a lot more story. I think that that's why story is so important to me because it is about, um, it, it not only, it, I don't know, I guess you could say, showed me why my siblings and I have been successful because my mother was who she was. And so Valerie, I don't know if you feel like you, would, would you open your mic potentially and tell me a little bit more? About Valerie, if that's the case, hit the hand raise button so I can find you on the list here. If you could do that, hand raise on your main toolbar. If you can, of course, just type in if you're in a position where you can't open mic. I don't, that I was don't a see her on here statement. anymore. She might oh, have had to. Did she drop Oh, wait, off? there she is. She is. Never mind. 
Awesome. There's Valerie. I see how it is, Jackie, trying to get rid of Valerie before she even gets a chance to talk. <laughs> I would never. She and I are on. We are yeah. buddies. That's right, right. Valerie. Hope water buddies, water right? Today. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, Valerie, it's amazing. But, it, you know, as I was as I was listening to Les and as I was listening to Jackie and Tim even, and I kept thinking about my mother and um, the tragedy in her life. Um, she was raised in an orphanage when her mother passed on Christmas day. Um, she was divorced after having six children at a very early age. She, um, uh, my oldest brother, when I was six months old, he died on Christmas day. Um, Christmas was not an easy time for her, but I think she did what you're talking about. Tell me a little bit more about that. So I actually realized it and put words to it when I was in my son's kindergarten Christmas celebration. He's in second grade now, but it was like the year after my mom had passed. It was coming up on the first Christmas without my mom. And um, the teacher was talking to the kids about using like the, in the, I think it's called inside out movie emotions. Like who's yeah. feeling green about Christmas? Like happy, you know, who's feeling like blue, sad about something? Who's feeling you know, red or who's feeling yellow. Um, and some kid raised his hand and he said, I'm, I'm feeling a couple of things. I'm sad because I'm not going to be at my house for Christmas. So I'm blue and I've never been on an airplane before. So I'm feeling yellow, but I'm going to see my grandparents and I haven't seen them in months. So I'm feeling green. And I, I realized I learned from a kindergartner from, from this beautiful, beautiful child that I, I was feeling guilty when I was happy. Cause I was, I thought I should be missing my mom. And I was feeling like sad when I, I, I was just feel, I, I felt like I should be feeling happy because my kids are happy, except for I'm missing my mom. And I feel like I should be feeling sad because I'm missing my mom, except for my kids are laughing and making me giggle. And I couldn't figure it out. And then finally I was like, oh, God created me to be a complex human being. And I can feel more than one emotion at a time. And it's okay. I can embrace both of those emotions. I could be, I can be really silly with my kids. We love home alone. They giggle, they rewind, yeah. the, you know, the scenes um, and we make cookies and we throw flour around the kitchen and we have a great time. And we also make a lot of homemade foods that my mom taught me to make. She was a wonderful cook. And so I get sad sometimes in those moments. And I just embrace that. I'm, I'm sad and I miss her and I miss her because she was wonderful and she taught me to love and I loved her very much. Um, and yet I can enjoy my kids in that season. Wow. I, I love that labeling. I, I see things. I, I feel in color like that too, Valerie, but I don't necessarily do it that way. I feel red or yellow or blue or green or, you know, whatever that is. Maybe it's purple, red and blue, right? Together. Um, I don't know. I've never identified that way, exactly that way. But I think that's, a, it, it's so simplistic that it's going to work for me to help me stay in the moment because do, do we often dismiss, you know, I'm grieving in this moment for my mom, but yet I'm, my kids are doing this and that and the other thing. And so I can, I can actually be present with both, right? I can do both at the same time. It's exactly what it helped me to do. It's exactly what it helped me to do. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Valerie, thanks for sharing that. That was really powerful. And um, yeah, it's uh, that movie Inside Out it was a pretty powerful movie in our own family. I gave that to all of our adult children that year. We still do that, that um, Christmas tradition. I still actually buy DVDs and send them out um, because we all would watch the same movie together until they all grew and got out of the house. That makes me sad thinking about it. But at the moment, in the moment right now, I still, f there's joy in that memory. Valerie, thank you for letting us bring you on such wisdom. Thank you. Jackie asks, what's the DVD? So it's a digital <laughs> video disc. And <laughs> I'm kidding. I still, um, I still have VCR tapes and a VCR. That's awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> Coaches, I am so glad that we got to have this conversation today. Um, I, I hope this is somehow connected with you, maybe inspired something, at very least gave you an hour this week to be present. I hope that wherever you were, you weren't multitasking. I'm hoping that wherever you were, the phone was set to the side, unless the phone is the device you're using to participate on this call. 
I know some of you were at work or some of you were in spots where that wasn't the case, but I, I'm hoping that for a number of you, this was an opportunity to just disconnect from everything else and just be present. So before I ask for any final words of wisdom and thoughts from our uh, panel here, I, I just wanted to take a moment to give you what a lot of you were asking for usually is, what, what is our homework? What is our action steps from this? There isn't any. For, for one time, we're just gonna suggest set aside the goals, set aside the need to accomplish, set aside the drive, and, and not because we're going to be lazy. We're not saying it's not that these aren't good things, and come January, we're going to be hitting these goals again. We're not saying just ignore what is happening in your world, but rather be focused, be present. Put the phone down and, and listen to the stories. Create some new memories. Have a little fun. The world has not been fun for a lot of us for a couple of years now. Have a little fun. Disconnect and be present. Tim, can I give you a visual of what you just said? Yeah, do it, Les. We, we, we've seen this at work here a couple different weeks now, and uh, I just found the picture. So the picture is worth a thousand words. See if I can put it up and you, if, if people can see it. So you see what everyone in the crowd is doing? They're all on their phones. And that one woman circled is just hanging out and watching. No phone in hand, just enjoying I don't know, it's not very clear, but everybody is, um, everybody is on their phones and she's choosing to just appreciate the moment and no phone. <laughs> I love that you took a picture of that with your phone. <laughs> that's the only way drops, I knew. Okay, that's a, such a great visual that has stuck with me. We've seen it, like he said, a couple of times in the last several weeks. And it's so clear of what I want to be doing versus what I have been doing. There's a, there's a <laughs> distinction. Yeah. Um, anyway, I interrupted. Less. <laughs> so good. Well, that's all I wanted to show. That that conclusion, just visual, just seeing it, and seeing somebody living out what we're talking about today, just being present. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to be with the grandsons putting up that tree. That's going to be being present with them. Um, I remember, and again, when I said it's not about us, so my daughter who is staying with us now, you know, the mother of the two grandsons, um, she and I watched this Christmas movie just a week ago. And after we did our thing over the weekend um, with the whole family, uh, my one son said, dad, uh, his wife and he, we'd like to come over and watch this movie with you, this Christmas movie. We thought it would be fun to watch it with you. And I said, well, sure. Well, it was the same movie my daughter and I just watched three days earlier. I didn't have the heart to tell them because it's not about me. Did I want to watch the same Christmas movie twice in three days? No, but they wanted to watch it with me. And so I didn't even tell them I saw it just three days earlier. I watched it with them again because it was about them. It wasn't about me. Well, you know, so, one of the coolest moments with that list, if you've just seen the movie, you don't have to watch the movie. You can watch your family. You can uh -huh. watch their reactions. You can just soak in what it's like to just be there with your mm -hmm. family. And that's exactly what I did. But if it would have been about me, I could have said, oh, I just saw that. No, I can't watch it again. But instead, I didn't even say anything. I just was present with them because they wanted to watch it with me. And so just, again, this season is not about me. And that's being present. Mm -hmm. well, as always, we do want to be respectful of your time. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being present with us, for allowing us to be present with you. Keep being present. Be present with yourselves. Be present with your families. Be present with your God. Be present with your clients. But be present. Have a fantastic season. If we don't see you before Christmas, we'll wish you a very Merry Christmas now. However, we do have another Real Talk two weeks from today, December the 22nd. So I know some of you will be uh, traveling. You'll be in the final throes of things. We understand that some of you may not be able to make it live. And that one's going to take a little longer than usual to get into our replay because our, our library, because the guy who puts those in there be out of the office. So uh, we, we are going to record the 22nd as well. But if you don't see the 22nd up till after New Year, don't worry, it's coming. It's just that time of year where we're going to go be present. 
because uh, we're going to practice what we preach and live this out. So again, keep an eye on that. December 22nd is our next one. We're going to keep doing these into the new year. We love getting to participate. We love uh, you being here and being present with us today. Have a very, very Merry Christmas, coaches, and we'll talk to you all soon. Hey, hey, hey hang on, Tim. Oh, ahead, hold on, hold on, hold on, honey. Guys, I know you're all logging off. I just feel like we need to pray before we get off this call today. There's a lot Go of vulnerability. It. Lord God, I just want to come to you boldly standing in front of your throne and just say how grateful I am for the vulnerability of these coaches, not just our team, but Lord, those who have chatted in, who have been experiencing emotions behind the scenes, things that we have not seen. We didn't see their faces. We didn't see their presence, but we know that they are here. They're powerful. They're impactful. Lord God, your presence was all over this today. You were all over us. You stay present with us. Any moment of any day, we can just step right in front of you and your eyes are on us and only us. That is amazing. Lord God, no distractions. You just want us to delight in you. You just ask us to step up to you. Toe to toe, eye to eye, hand in hand. And to just receive your presence, Lord God, and to just simply do that and enjoy that moment. Who knows what might come from that? I ask that each coach listening on this call today, just when they get off of this phone, that's just, just take a moment, just take a moment with you. Take a deep breath and just enjoy you no matter how hard life is for them right this moment. You've got them, Lord God. You gave us the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. There's someone on this call that does not know what that meant, Lord God, that you allowed your son to sacrifice him for our sins, Lord God. I ask that they reach out to us, that we have conversation so that we can introduce the Jesus that we know. I thank you again for being all over this today. Thank you for Tim and his vulnerability. Thank you for Les and his wisdom. Jackie, for your tenderness and your love for sweet children. I am so grateful to have had the opportunity to be with each and every one of you today. You've changed me. You've changed me. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks, everybody.